0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Being Inspired Radio Show. I'm Amanda Johnson, your host, and today we have another very special guest in store for you. I have been on such an honorary journey lately of being introduced to some amazing people and having them brought into my life where I get the pleasure of them, uh, of talking with them and sharing our conversations with you, always with the intention to inspire, to uplift, to spark something within you that is yet to be remembered, or maybe that you are in the process of remembering. And so today, I know this is going to be another wonderful conversation full of inspiration and wisdom and insight. Today, I have the one and only Sally Saint on the show. And Sally is a UK based therapist, energy healer, artist, and the founder of Conscious Parenting serving as a support worker for families whose children have learning difficulties and behavioral challenges. She has over 16 years of experience in working with energy to facilitate healing for clients around the world, being a trained Reiki practitioner, reflexologist, and massage therapist, having a natural ability to read the energy of another in person or via distance, then to actively work with the person's energy to release any blockages and facilitate expansion. Sally's purpose is to hold the space for those parents who are navigating their own healing and parenting journeys so they can remain in direct contact with their hearts. She has absolute faith in the transformation of self from societal-led to heart-led lives. Sally, thank you so much for being here.
1: Thank you for having me, Amanda. It's an absolute pleasure.
0: Mm -hmm. I just reading your bio, and this is what I love about getting to know people through even just a few words, but there's it's packed with so much good stuff and so much positivity. And again, it is no longer a surprise to me just how many of us there are out there. And by us, I mean, every single person who is remembered who they truly are and are tapping into that and sharing those gifts with others. So thank you for having done that and for doing that.
1: You're very welcome. Um, the heart is very powerful. Sometimes we equate it to the pain that we feel, but the, the the immensity of the heart, it will lead us and it will guide us and support us through many things. And um, when you continue to honor and feed it, you do link with more and more people. It's like what you were saying about how your journey is unfolding is the same as that i'm linking with people who are heart-led i'm supporting them on their journey but also i'm having wonderful people come into my life linking with you linking with the people that i'm that i'm sharing my message with um it all comes from the heart and i'm very thankful for every single link every single one
0: Absolutely. Beautifully said. And I just saw a quote right before I came on by another mentor and, um, in a like hearted person as well saying that, you know, our, our love, our heart will always be able to, uh, extend beyond the pain. So to your point, again, I think we do often think there's can be a lot of pain there and mm-hmm. the love will always be more. There will always be more love. So I love this. Um, now, as as many listeners, especially if you've listened to this show before, but for those who are new, welcome. And Sally, this is your first time here. And uh, I love to, we pick a theme, uh, a, an idea based on who you are as my guest, who you are in the world, Sally, what you have to offer and some of your gifts. And I use that as our springboard, as our yes. jumping off point, if you will. And of course, you you have this beautiful uh of course, the active conscious parenting, and then to expand it beyond that, because I love how right on your website, you, from the get-go, make sure that those who aren't parents yet, mm-hmm. don't don't tune out, don't t- turn off, because there's still something in this, as, as you like to say, that we are all parents of our inner child and our inner self. So uh, we're really looking at the importance of presence and being present to that and being present to ourselves. And of course, yeah. that can extend on to being present with other children or other people and other things. And so, as I tuned into that concept, and presence is very important for me on my own journey, mm-hmm. I, I was called uh, back to one of my root teachers, Eckhart Tolle. And I love to start each episode reading a short quote or passage from a, a book or a teacher of mine who has been instrumental on my journey and of course I was drawn to the power of now as I have been in the past and I'd like to read a quote from the power of now and then those listening if you can tune in and if you can close your eyes be as present as you can to these words and notice what is in it for you each of us might hear something a little differently tune into what it says to you and Sally I'm going to ask you to do the same what is these yeah. these words how do they resonate? What do they bring up for you? And that's how we're going to start our conversation today. So what I'm going to read is from Eckhart Tolle's The Power of Now. If you haven't yet read it, highly it. And if And if you have, then you know what I mean. And so this is a quote from Eckhart Tolle. Time isn't precious at all because it is an illusion. What you perceive as precious is not time, but the one point that is out of time the now. That is precious indeed. The more you are focused on time, past and future, the more you miss the now, the most precious thing there is. So Sally, I will ask what that brings up for you or what stirs in your heart as I read those words. Um, It makes me,
1: it goes straight to your heart and I feel quite emotional when you're talking about it because when I accepted the present and um, allowed the present to become the focal point, I realized how much time I actually had. We do not realize how much time we waste on being in the past or the future um and and I can see it so much around me, the anxiety, the worry when you're in the present moment, those things don't they're not there, and it's beautiful um and I'm reminded that of something that happened to me recently. My son is um uh, has got summer holiday now, and it's eight weeks, and just before it, my thoughts were how am I going to do this? Because I'm self-employed. I'm a single parent. Um, I'm I'm taking on more things because I want to. And I was thinking, well, how do I balance that with my son wanting a holiday? And it was all my mind doing all this stuff. And actually, when it actually happened, it's been the greatest gift because in some ways it seemed to crash through the illusion of time. And now I'm present. I'm seeing how much time there is. And it's beautiful. Um We get caught up in the societal um, clock watching. Uh, When you go to supermarkets, there's ways of doing things quicker to save you time. So there's this huge system around you that's feeding into this. There's not enough time. There's not enough time. You've got to do things quickly. You've got to get to A to B to C to D. It's all destination driven. You do this, you get this done. and it's just I would I would say to everybody to stop and just allow the present because in the present the it's timeless and you gain so much more. I've found I've got so much more time in my days just by being in the now and acknowledging it. I've got more energy. And so there's so much to be gained by just allowing the gift of the present. It is... It is life-changing, but it's also so peaceful and gentle. And I have noticed more things, and I've got more energy just by allowing this gift of being present into my life and supporting and maintaining it, because I do feel when I step out into the world, it can feel like everything and everyone's going 100 miles an hour. And so for me, I've I've learned many things to help me stay in the present it's an absolute gift and what you've just spoke of was it just encompasses it or it's a gift.
0: Mm. Yes. And I, I, I too have experienced that and I would love to hear because I also remember the time when I wasn't, and I also see the, the societal norm normalcy of, yeah. rushing and being destination focused and anxiety and stress and living in the past and living in the present and as I was or the future rather and not living in the present and I was I was flipping through the power of now I I was reminded also as Eckhart would say you know it's almost as if when this isn't something that even our mind sometimes can get uh around it really is just a shift that occurs at some point and then oh now I understand because I know I've had this conversation with many people and I imagine you have as well, yeah. that there is a lot of resistance to being present and yeah. this idea that, but what about the past and what about the future? And if I'm present, then will I not be, pre- will I be prepared? Will I learn from the past? So there's all these questions that I feel are common of one on the journey who has yet to, to experience pure presence and so I want to ask of you because those listening may be able to relate what has that journey been like for you or how have you come to a place where you are currently in accepting the gift of presence and not resisting it
1: I think it is acknowledging when you go into the new there is a resistance so if you haven't allowed yourself to be in the present it feels like the absolute unknown when you are anxious and when you're going a hundred miles an hour and when you've got a lot of people around you who are going a hundred miles an hour it's the norm and so you equate it with this is normal so what you're asking yourself to do is to go into the unknown and you don't know It's almost like you don't know the rules. You don't know how things will play out. You you feel like there's, well, how do you get things done then if you're in the present, if you're not thinking about X, Y, Z? And it's just a hurdle. So when you feel uncomfortable, it's like with all things when we grow. When we um, go deeper within and find our authenticity, there are hurdles that we jump over. So just see it as a hurdle. Acknowledge it will feel uncomfortable. Step right through it. Step right through it. There's no need to avoid it and procrastinating. Um, it it just allow yourself to step through this uncomfortable. And you will see that it is so worth it. And there are many, many things you can do to maintain it. But initially, allow yourself to step through that uncomfortable mess because you're letting go of another societal robe that you have been holding around you for a very long time. It's not yours. You can let it go. And it's completely safe to do so.
0: I love that you are encouraging us, you are empowering us to be with the discomfort of it, because that is absolutely true. I think there might be this misnomer or this uh, false belief that it will be comfortable (laughs) to do this thing that everyone says, well, oh, I'll feel at peace, right? Because we do experience that. But to Mm -hmm. your point, Those of us, and which I can say are the majority of us, have spent the majority of our lives doing the other thing that feels normal the anxiety, the stress. We become attached to that. So, yes, if you are experiencing that and you start to practice presence, then it will feel unnatural. It will feel abnormal. It will feel uncomfortable. And I'm so grateful to your encouragement to say, move through that, be with yeah. that. And, yeah. and that's part of it. You're not doing anything wrong. You're right on track. And there's yeah. something else I saw you sharing about, and I'm curious about this as well. You talk about the sacredness of the moments, the yeah. sacredness of the present. So we know that presence is a gift. Yes. And, and how, how, do you, how do you make it sacred? Or what does that mean to you? what it
1: means to me is making things and all things sacred is that you actually are supporting yourself in being present. I found before that when I was doing my least favorite chores I wasn't present so for me it became the washing up because it's something that you have to do every day and it was almost like I was wishing away that time of getting to the end of the washing up so again it's another destination driven thing but it is in making every single thing sacred. And I I I overcame my washing up hurdle when I went camping um last week and it was for three days and the sun was shining and um did the washing up in a field and it felt so sacred. It was completely different. And I thought it was just that mind turnaround of If I can turn this around on something like that, I know I can turn it around on anything. So don't believe what the mind tells you. So now it is every single thing I do now I make sacred. So no matter what I'm doing, I'm coming from that sacred space of honouring what I'm doing. Um, And that's what it means, honouring honoring myself so when i'm honoring what i'm doing i'm honoring myself i'm honoring my time i'm honoring my energy i'm honoring who i am so i encourage everyone not to partition off their time and their day of because there are all things we love we really love doing but just if you can honor everything you are them uh, it's like every single moment you've got cupped in your hand and you're respecting it so go to that place because it's so worth it, and you will gain a peace. And I found my energy has increased as well because I'm not putting that negative energy into something of, um resisting it. It's a chore. It's a, I've just got to get this done. It feels different. There's more um, alignment with my energy when I'm in my day now, just because I'm I am actually honouring, honouring, and it, that's what makes things sacred.
0: Yes couple one thing i want to point out before I ask my next question I love is that you acknowledge that it was a few days ago a few weeks ago right in in, in yeah. the span of your journey not that long ago when you overcame the hurdle of of doing the dishes of washing up and and yeah. using that chore to become more present and what I want to highlight here for everyone myself included to remind us is that presence is not a a, it's not a one and done thing, and it also isn't you do it all all at the same time you be you 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 gain presence as a practice as a as a journey. you may become present in one moment and then you learn to be present in another moment, and then this other thing may still consume you in your past or your future or your resistance, but then you find another moment to become present so every moment is an opportunity to practice presence and just because you didn't yesterday doesn't mean you can't today and just because you didn't today doesn't mean you don't tomorrow so i think there's what i heard you say is this again encouraging thought that it's it builds on itself and it's an ongoing practice and there's always ways to go deeper
1: Exactly. And if you can, um, especially if you've been very anxiety driven or ridden, or you've got lots of things going on with your life, actually, if you can be present with something really simple, like the washing up, but actually will help you with the big things. So you're retraining yourself. So retrain on the simple things, because it will pay dividends then with the bigger things that are going on in your life. So um, it's a so just think of something yourself that you that you really don't enjoy doing, but it's not a major hurdle for you, and just learn to just you, know, you can reprogram, not reprogram. You can just um, reset that program that you had before, and you can actually say, do it with something simple, and you can build then to the bigger things. It makes a difference.
0: Absolutely, yes. I think sometimes we feel we need to tackle the big thing <laughs> because, that's <Yeah. laughs> but you're so right that if we haven't practiced in those small moments in those, you know, yes, the, the, the ones that almost feel like, well, what's the point? And, well, let's start there, start there and see what happens. Absolutely. You, you earlier were talking about, even at the very beginning about this The idea of your energy and how being present has given you more energy. How, again, I think one of the hurdles many of us have on this journey, especially when it comes to the concept of presence is, well, then when would I get anything done? Because we like to believe that if we aren't spending every moment thinking about getting something done, then we aren't being active, right? Share a little more about that because I think, again, that is a... a, again, a false belief, a limiting belief, maybe a conditioning that many of us run off of that isn't true. So what does that look like in your life? And and how have you experienced more energy and quote unquote, more time?
1: For me, when I've switched off that, again, that thinking, the procrastinating, the thinking around, you want to get something done, well, you must have 101 ways of how to do it and the steps to do it. When you actually stop Or allow that to stop actually because you're coming back to your natural form when you allow it to stop when you allow it to cease you actually act clearer and far stronger because you're listening and you're seeing the messages around you so um, whatever your belief system is i believe i'm spirit guided so that is not that's non-denominational but i believe uh, of the energy around me and i know that the messages will come clear as to like the best time to do something And, and it will just something will flow so when you stop the over planning and this is where the mind will the mind consumes a lot of energy doing that you can imagine your system is just putting all this energy into this mind doing 101 things but actually not achieving anything um, you actually allow that to come down to the gears of neutral that over planning and then you'll actually see when the action is best you'll do it at the right time and it will be it will be received because you'll be listening you'll be in the flow of energy so and then that's how your energy increases because it's not being put into a false program because the over planning is a false program we have been programmed and shown this is how you do stuff it's the ABCD of how you get things done again this is just an outdated program that you can let go of because the actual way to get things done is allow the flow and energy around you and by heck will you be effective because you'll just be going with the action when the action is needed and when the action is right you'll be really inspired because being in the present you absorb arranging so the plan it's 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 okay to plan so you'll know that uh these things you want to achieve in life but if you allow the present you'll actually see Well, maybe, actually, it could be better going this way. There may be a detour which you didn't even have in your plan. Allow life and spirit to guide you, and your energy will only increase, but you'll be far more effective. You'll be present when you're talking to people who may be pivotal people in your career, but you'll be present. Um, You shine more because you're not in your head, you're in your heart, and you're showing your truth, and that's what you give to your life every day.
0: I love that. I love all of that. And as you're sharing this, I had a few memories popping up and I, I will share one because I think in my life and in my journey, as I said, practicing presence was has been so influential and foundational. And I remember at a time where Exactly what you were saying. I I have been the over planner. I have been the, I had something due in a month. I would start it and then I would still not finish it until the day of, right? But I would spend that whole month thinking about it, expending energy on it, planning for it, preparing for it, researching it. Da, 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 da. And one day I finally learned. And then I practiced this idea of effective procrastination. (laughs) And what that was, was the idea of using procrastination to my benefit, which was when I knew I had a deadline for something. And I'll even say, I'll use this radio show as an example. In the past, Amanda, four years ago, would have spent two weeks preparing for an episode, let's say. You know, she would have spent a little time every day expending energy, maybe thinking about it, researching it, maybe trying to think if there were some questions she should ask, uh, maybe doing a little bit more research, finding out there are other questions, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, all the way up until the very moment before the interview or the conversation. And she would have expended so much energy, to your point, right? And mental energy, physical energy. I finally learned that there was this practice of effective procrastination where how much time does it really take me to prepare for this? Well, I've learned in my annoying that it takes me no more than an hour tops. Mm-hmm. So what I've done now is I've put on my calendar an hour before each interview, blocked off that time, and I devote that time and energy to preparation. And all of a sudden, I now have a whole two weeks back that I didn't have before, because yeah. I constantly felt I needed to be preparing. And I think that's just one very simple example. And I believe it was instrumental in my life in being more present. Because to your point, I didn't need to take action two weeks ago. And if I did, if there was an email I needed to send, I I knew to do that. I was inspired. I took that action. And then I went about my day right and absolutely. I just love that that to me is being your point in spirit-led when the inspiration comes the action is taken and until then the action isn't and that doesn't mean I don't know it will need to be at some point so that's the plan the planning is that eventually before this time I will take this time to prepare <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah absolutely so I wanted to ask. I mean, you you have conscious parenting, which I'm really curious to know a little bit more about in terms of where that stems from, and then how does that bring all of this together for you? Again, for those who are parents, and for those who aren't, what does that mean?
1: It means it's a simple it is a simple analogy of actually being switched on, being awake, conscious. Yeah. So um, a majority of our lives, and for you know, we can. We can go around being unconscious and not realise it. Where we're the societal norm, where we're um we take on many roles, but actually none of them are our own. And the conscious bit is actually when you wake up. Um and I do get that there's a lot of parents out there, and because I am connecting with a lot of them, that they're actually their children are keeping them awake and that so they become conscious when they have when they have a child. There may be lots of issues going on, so they're dealing with that but these children have this role where they're keeping you awake so um i do i do feel that in the past um as we all have you have this beautiful child it does wake you up because you have unconditional love. But there was also then a wave of societal norm which shut the parents down so they weren't able to stay conscious. Um, But now there is a real need and there is an impetus globally for people to wake up and stay awake. And I'm seeing the conscious parenting as one of these branches and that it's encouraging people to really empower themselves by remembering who they are. And staying that way, and that is the best way to sort of support children going out into this world, but I do feel there's a twofold thing with this with the child and the parent. It's almost like this pre um this pre decided role for both of them. It's like you come you're linking together for this specific cause, and it's a global cause, so it's not just about the parent and child it's about this massive shift It's very important very important work that every parent and child are doing together and I do feel that it is a co-creation so um it's respect to everybody who's walking this path because I know being conscious means you're facing many things and so this is why I offer to help people because I understand the path that you're on um so there will be many um removals of um unnecessary robes that you've been wearing the parent the child the child knows who they are and remembers who they are because they're fully in touch but the parents you're going to get uncomfortable feelings because you're going to be shifting these robes we've talked about one now about being present and that's a robe that you're shifting but conscious parenting there's going to be many layers so i encourage you all exactly the same you face your hurdles and you step beyond them because you're gaining something and you're part of a global shift. You're a branch of a very important tide that this earth is needing, Um, and you've got a fantastic teacher beside you because you've got your child. And so all hell you who are doing this, even if you don't know the name of it, you're doing it, and you're doing remarkable work, so keep going.
0: That's beautiful and i what what are a few of these other hurdles that you are seeing parents facing and needing to you know derobe themselves from as this is again they may not even realize they're doing it but for those of us who maybe aren't there yet or or we are in it and we haven't yet labeled it what is what are those that they may be facing or already have faced
1: What they're facing is usually the children are bringing situations that really make them stop and think and go, ooh, and that's exactly and that's exactly what's going to happen and this is why these children are so special so you're going to end up in a situation where you may see that your partner is not, you may see the truth about relationships. relationship so that's going to be something you're going to see that you've you've been in a role that wasn't yours, that you, you came into a role, there's going to be societal things around you that you're not going to see actually this is not in line um, there's an educational system around your child that your child may not fit and you're going to be finding alternatives, it will feel uncomfortable because all your friends will be taking their children to the local school Um, there's going to be things like immunisation which may not there's going to be a lot of things. There could be food related. There could be behavioural things with your child. Your child may end up with a diagnosis of a form. I would look beyond the diagnosis because it's exactly what you're going to be doing. So initially, you parents chase a diagnosis because it gives them information. It may give them funding, insight into what's going on with a child. But beyond that, you're going to be shaking another societal norm because your child is not going to be fitting into it and all hail that child for not fitting in. Because you're going to learn a lot from this child, respect the child for who they are and whatever the diagnosis, respect the child and learn from it. So um, we when we especially when we have our babies, there's a lot of systems around us. So you'll have the midwives, health visitors, uh, doctors, and they'll all be um, coming for with again with a system and a societal voice. Question it. Um there's I did full-term breastfeeding, which I would not have even I didn't even know about until it happened. So just allow the link with your child and the love you have with that child to take you on a really interesting journey. And every time you um see a societal robe that just doesn't fit, and you'll feel it, it'll feel uncomfortable, it doesn't fit, you will be dropping it, and it will come in many forms, and it's okay. But usually the theme will be it does feel quite uncomfortable and it will feel like a hurdle, but you're more than capable. And when you look into your child's eyes, that's all you need to keep on going. And in this dropping of hurdles, you find out who you really are. You find your authenticity. You will be um, releasing family histories. So uh, there may be a family line. There may be a way of doing things, uh, of being. And you're going to question all these things and you're going to find out who you are. And it's so worth it. Um, Ask for help, support and guidance around you in spirit and people. And it will come. It's amazing.
0: Uh, So beautiful and so much wisdom. And uh, the word encouragement has come up so many times. You You have a very encouraging spirit and energy about you. And... I think for those who are parents and are experiencing some of this or maybe have yet to, uh, hearing what you just said can be so uh, fulfilling and um, inspiring. And my question now is how you would address, for those of us who have yet to have children, or even for those of us who have chosen not to be parents, what would you offer those of us or what have you offered or said to those
1: it's it's a, it's it's a similar thing but just without the physical child beside you you have an inner child And um, I did work with it many years ago when I did my shamanic uh, work. But it's that um, what you, when you're born and when, and there's a key, this key age and it's like the first five, six years, you're like a sponge and you take on things around you and you're going to take on the wonderful things, but you're going to take on other things as well. So the messages that you may have got from going to church or being a school teacher or um, what you heard from a friend, and you just take them on as your own, and you don't realize it, and it's because you are a sponge, and you just accept the voices around you, and so you take on these things that aren't authentically you, and then you go through life and you believe these things to be true, and then there comes something in your life, and it will usually be a big trauma, a big experience, a big crisis then, and these crises will give you an opportunity. If you've had a crisis similar, so there's a similar theme, I would be even calling you more because the universe is saying to you if something is repeating, there's something for you to to release. And so there's a big healing for you and there's a robe to be dropped with this repeating experience. Um, And so I would be saying to you, you're being called with whatever's going on in your life right now to work with your inner child and working with your inner child is a way of you will walk the path and you'll remember where something comes from. So you'll remember... You will remember an experience perhaps with a family member or with going to church, the images or the message you picked up from there. But actually, when you walk the path with your inner child, she or he will help you in regaining your truth because children are full of fun and love as well. So, when you walk the path and remember your history, you'll also be reclaiming that fun, that light. Uh, that energy, because we're meant to be here to be enjoying ourselves as well. And so children remind us of that. And you work with your inner child, you will bring that joy into your life. You will have a union with it. This is why it's worth doing inner child work. So you will face the the robes to be dropped that aren't yours, but then you will reclaim the joy. And so it's so worth reconnecting and honoring your inner child a basic thing if you know nothing about it is just start talking to your you can call it like little sally because i'm sally little whatever little amanda whatever you want to but just actually start opening the door it works and it's so worth it because you are you're finding your authentic self and you're reclaiming who you really are it's
0: magical yes And thank you for that even just moment of how to even begin. So, so powerful and and how that can bring us into the present moment when we can, even though we're connecting with something that we believe is from our past, the reality is those memories have lodged themselves into our present selves, into our present experience. And so it's an opportunity to drop further into the present while honoring what has come before and then experiencing more of who we truly are, which is always happening now. Yeah. So Sally, before I ask a few closing questions, is there anything else around the, the importance of presence, the gift of presence that you wish to share today?
1: What I will say to you all is it's so, so worth it. So I ask you all to step beyond the societal illusion about this, the time, um because the gift that you give yourself is peace and yes you're human and things you know situations will happen but because you're in the present you're going to deal with them differently and um it's like you're gaining this the greatest gift of all you're getting your life back by doing it your life back And it's an absolute blessing and it's a gift you're giving yourself. You're making your life sacred. It's so worth it. So please do not believe what's around you. Just see it as an illusion. You don't have to feed it anymore. And I encourage you to help and stay present. Go into nature. There's no past and no future in nature. That's one of the greatest tools you have, and you all have that. Whether you've got a tiny lawn with a few insects and a butterflies on, or you've got a massive forest on your doorstep, you can connect with nature anytime you want, and it will remind you of the present. There is no past and future in nature. There is only present. Use that gift. Stay present.
0: Well, with that, I will ask you what I ask each of my guests. And this for me is so useful for us listening to also get a better sense of uh, your own journey and and the inspiration that feeds you because we are all here to be inspired and to inspire others. So my first question is, who is a source of inspiration for you and why?
1: Um, My son, first and foremost, because he is my constant teacher. I have been blessed that when I have done my training, I never went to a false teacher and that there was no, there was illusions. There were no illusions there. So I've been truly blessed in my past when I did my shamanic work, when I've, I really got the best teachers. They're now retired. And so I connected deeply with this uh, earth-based feeling. I'm a farmer's daughter. So uh, when I went to the shamanic work and there was Native American base to it, it felt like home. Um, Then I had my son and my son is with me every single day and it's because of that that i'm seeing that he inspires me continually and that can sometimes mean pushing buttons so it's not that it's you know but he just reminds me of what i need to work on because children can go straight in there and they'll just okay this is what i really need to work on um It's a remarkable relationship. I'm also um, greatly inspired by Dr. Wayne Dyer, and so that's in spirit as well. I am inspired by the Native American links that I have, um, that truth, so those, and nature is my inspiration but out of them all daily because my my child is with me it, it has been him that has been he's drawn together everything that i've learned because i've had to pull on everything to understand the journey and know what i was on i knew what i was on because of the shamanic work i'd done before but he's really
0: made me step up to the mark That's great. And what I love is that you are, again, reminding us that inspiration may not always be, or doesn't always need to be this, what feels like, oh, this feels good and fun. And, you know, inspiration can come also in the form of expansion and expansion may be a little uncomfortable, or it may ask us to stretch, it may ask us to grow. So the fact that your son can serve as your inspiration in times of joy, and also in times of expansion, and opportunities Mm -hmm. to look within. I love that. My second question is, and you started to answer this, so maybe there's more to elaborate on or another answer that comes to you is what place or activity most inspires you right now?
1: Being in nature is the, is the is the number one for me. Um, it's key to. Um, if I'm sometimes around people, and I feel I've absorbed the the just a societal way of doing things. Going into nature helps me settle again because it reminds me. My artwork also is a is a magical place too. But I do right now. It, it, it's the nature because I feel that. Every day I'm going deeper into my authenticity. It, it, it's important that I have the medicine around me that, that feeds that depth. So being in nature helps me release if I've picked up, and it helps me remind me to keep going on that deep, deep journey of authenticity. Um, and it's, um, it's a gift that is around us all. So this is, a, a again, it's just so easily accessible nature. Um, I find trees really they've got a solidity about them but also they've just got this presence and I feel a presence when I'm around them and that's not that goes beyond the hugging a tree It just means being with them there's a a respect there and an age-old wisdom and uh, it's so calming
0: so peaceful Mm -hmm. there's nature is such a teacher and I'm starting to deepen my own connection to that over the past couple of years as I start to learn truths by observing nature and apply that to my life. And then you speak about the Native American, and and I know there's quite a connection to, of course, earth and, and nature and trees, the sitting with the trees, the honoring the trees. So Uh, So much power there and something you're right. We all have access to in one way or another. So taking advantage of that. And also,
1: there's one thing I'd like to say about nature. So sometimes we feel we've got restrictions on our lives and we'll believe that this restriction is oh, we can't do X, Y, Z. So if we've got a physical illness, we may not be able to, oh, I can't do that, I can't do so, I couldn't climb a mountain. Um, if you're financially, if you've got things going on financially, well, I couldn't afford to do X, Y, Z. With nature, it can be as simple as a lawn that's outside. So you could just put your bare feet on the earth. So there is no barrier to you accessing it so it will bypass any of your internal hurdles so that i can't do that you can and that's why nature is so magical um even holding a plant you know so there's a simplicity to it a depth to it and that's why i encourage people to access
0: it because there are no restrictions Absolutely. And there's no, it's, it's no longer surprising that nature is often the answer I get to that question. And I think there's, it is because of its power and simplicity. So, so beautiful. So now as uh, personally an avid reader and writer, and I, I certainly attract uh, those people into this, into this show, into my space. I love to ask what a favorite book has been on your journey that has served as a source of inspiration or is currently serving as a source of inspiration for you?
1: Ooh, that's an interesting one. Um, I would have to say because it would be the Dr. Wayne Dyer one, uh, living an inspired life. I've recently bought this one. I bought it because it was butterflies on the cover. So I am a, a Dr. Wayne Dyer. Um, I've got a lot of respect for him, but it's actually the reason why I was drawn to that was a butterfly on there because butterflies are transformation. Um, and so it, I've even though I've only read a few things from it. Um, like even one of the exercises has really inspired me in there and um, I like that feel. So books that inspire you, remind you of who you are, give you really simple terms as well because when you're going through um, a lot in your life, so when you have a crisis going on, if you link with a book, you don't want to link with a book that's got so much head stuff in there that you can't get the message you want something that gets right to your heart and so this is what i like about his teachings is that he gets to your heart so you absorb and that's exactly what you you want in your life when you're and also like us when you're when you're on the path and you want to stay on the path you link with something like that that your heart knows is true
0: yes oh and i'm there's something about coming back to the simple and the simplicity and there's Yes, it's beautiful. And it does, it reaches our, it speaks to our heart. So whatever that is for you listening, like find that. And and sometimes it takes, mm, we're guided to it. I, I have found in my own journey that we are guided to that, which we need to receive that we need to remember. And then if it doesn't resonate, there you go. That's a good clue indication. It may not be the right time, or it may not be the right person and move on, but be, take this as guidance, take it as a message from spirit perhaps if this is if this is resonating with you if this lights you up if you feel those goosebumps if you feel that heart you know pound when we speak of these things follow the crumbs follow the breadcrumbs Sally, this has been such a beautiful conversation about presence and consciousness and remembering who we truly are through that Thank you for sharing your time and your gifts with us today.
1: Thank you for having me, Amanda. It's been an absolute pleasure.
0: And for those tuning in, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for taking time to be inspired, to connect with spirit, to connect with who you are. Be sure to find Sally. She is findable online as we all are. You can find her at SallySaint.co.uk. I'll put those in the, that link in the show notes in case you'd like easy access. Find her on social media, connect with her. If anything that she said spoke to your heart, follow the breadcrumbs, the messages, the inspiration from this episode and and take the next step on your journey and see where that leads you. Maybe to another conversation, maybe to a book, to another podcast. And remember that all of this is pointing you back to who you are and what you already have within. Sally and I are not teaching you anything that you don't already possess. We are simply serving as your mirror, as your reminder. And that is what inspiration is. It's spirit, which is already within you. So tune into that. So thank you for listening. And Sally, thank you for joining us. And until next time, many, many blessings.